2: Hello and welcome to the Five Year Plan Podcast. Yay! Pod two two two. Oh, formation! <laughs> <laughs> you saw me do that. Uh, sponsored by Vector oh, Printing.
3: You, you did it last week. About. Oh no, Jesse did it. About two two one. Come on, come on!
2: Sponsored by Vector Printing.
1: Every week until it adds
2: up to eleven. Please don't. Uh, vector, uh, vector Printing for your printing border You need to go to vector.co.uk. It's Vector with a. Okay. Okay.
0: I can't say the third
2: K. That's that's politically inappropriate. And I forget that every week. And uh, JCIS, a global research and brand consultancy from South London. Visit jc-is.com. I have done. Oh, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. nice. Good twist. Good, good. I doesn't. will. <laughs> uh, and that I'm just worried
3: about the fact, if you go, we're going to keep doing it until the pod adds up to 11, that means we've got to do about 300 more. That's a lot of pods, isn't it, before it starts adding up to 11 that's mm. yeah. so about goalkeepers so we make it 10 mm. yeah. so there is going to be pod four four. Oh yeah oh yeah good point <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's,
0: that's
3: where we'll give up <laughs> <on.
4: laughs> Stead away away um, that was the voice
2: of uh, Tony Fletcher how you doing I'm good thanks returning to the pod yes
0: returning ca- to the pod yes. I can't even
2: remember the last time you were on
0: uh, I think it was uh, probably December last year it was after just before was after we sacked Alan Pardew. Pardew it was after Pardew's last game <laughs> oh, so Kelsey. we had yes, yes. yeah but
3: it's before we knew it was Pardew's last game yeah. yeah, So no, I do believe.
0: I do believe I left you without saying I'd be interested to see if he's manager of our uh, next game, and he wasn't.
3: Yeah. Well, so you, so you could have just on. cut that bit out and put that bit in for this one. Then <laughs> it? it could have been <laughs> fine. Yeah. Uh,
2: Kevin Day, <laughs> hello, and Andy Street, hi. Um, well, uh, so Tony, since you last on, a lot has happened <laughs> in, the, in the world of Crystal Palace. <laughs> it is Palace, isn't it? <laughs> what and um, what do you make of? I mean, literally the last 24, 48 hours, really, of Palace. The latest line being that, it, according to various reports, Frank de Boer is hanging on to his job by a thread. What do you make of it? Um, Well, just to, to reiterate, I guess it's Palace.
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah. and it is the never a dull moment. Uh, I was really, really excited at his appointment. And... You know, I always make this point. I'm watching the games from a from from a distance. You know, yeah. like being based in the states, you're not you're not like down the pub every night obsessing about uh, uh, different people's form and so on. But I had every reason to be excited. I could see that people were very nervous about us playing passing football, going for the new formation. But I also felt, look, it's we've been in the top flight for four years. We're going into a record fifth year. It's time to step it up. And if Pardew wasn't the man for it, then maybe Frank de Boer is. But I'm as disappointed as anybody else. You know, I sat through Saturday's game. I watched all three games this year, and, uh, you know, two of them on TV and, and sat through Saturdays and it was miserable. Yeah. It was, it was bereft of, of, you know, it was bereft of inspiration. It was bereft of what he called courage. But we don't gain anything from firing managers three games into a season. I mean, we, you know, we, we already look like serial daters as a club <laughs> and it won't, won't do us any favours if that happens.
2: Yeah. The, the courage line was interesting, Kevin, wasn't it? Do you think that was something that was lost in translation or do you think he intended to be calling out his players in that way?
3: I don't think he meant actual bravery. I think he meant there's a lack of confidence in terms of passing the ball. I mean, we can can argue, and we probably will, till we're blue in the face about all sorts of Things we can't sack them out. If if we will be a laughing stock if we sack Frank de Boer already. We really will. Who, who are we supposed to in, to attract to the club? Well, we've got we, we got, Frank de we've got
2: a manager as a financial direct, not financial sporting, sporting director guy. right well, now. Let's, yeah, let's let's
3: save that for a later. <laughs> well, let's, But there so is pe- rumours about that. So people there? on the BBS who apparently know more about football and what happened than I do can can start licking their <laughs> pencils and their coloured crayons and getting there. <laughs> In their safe rooms to write stuff and behind their nom- non- non- anonymity. I can't even <laughs> say An- non- anonymousness their names. So let's leave Doogie for the moment. Okay. It's, um, I I just, what I find interesting is the irony of so many people on Saturday who said to me, We have to get rid of Dubois. He, he only plays one way. He can't play any other way. He can't adapt. We've got, we've got to go back to playing the Palace way. What, well, one way? We have to get a management who will play the one way you want us to play. Mm-hmm. It comes back to what sort of club do we want to be? Do we want to keep hearing about people we won't stay up? Do we want to be a staying up club? Or do we want to be a club that develops in, in the Premier League? Because at the moment, through whoever's fault it is, we are already looking to stay up this season, mm-hmm. at, at that early in the season. But what do you want to do? Sack a manager who wants to do... There are so many questions that don't involve De Boer. It's like, you know, for, it was his decision to play Joel Ward on the left at the start of the second half. But it, does that mean it's because he thinks that the squad is so threadbare? In which case, is it his fault for not strengthening the squad? Is it the, the fault of four previous managers for leaving us with a threadbare squad? Is it his fault that Kelly comes on and makes two stupid mistakes that cost us the game? Because that game was Miranda into a nil-nil draw. Yeah, Everybody thought so. That game was two teams that looked short of confidence, that were playing in front of each other. Maybe we could have nicked a goal, but we ended up making the two mistakes that cost us the game. I don't see how on earth that's Boer's fault. It, it's quite clear that perhaps people like me overestimated how good the players were. And I still stand by the fact that if players like Benteki, Zahar, Scott, Dan, Tompkins, plus the players we brought in, if they can't adapt to a fairly simple change, then again, whose fault is that? Is that the fault of the players, the ball or previous managements? It's, like, it's, it's ludicrous to say we've got a manager in and we've got players you can't play that they're professional footballers they're Premier League footballers they can play more than one way mm. but they've got to have time to do it we only got him in six weeks but that's the problem the deep rooted problem is we only got him in six weeks before the season started he had a half-arse tournament in Hong Kong in a 110 degree heat and humidity Yeah, and he had a game here and a game against four, Ke, pre-season games. four pre-season games and that- it, it, it's, it's, there are so many people whose thought it is and he's one of them but he's not the only person as simple as that there's there's clearly and how many times do we have to say at the start of the season there's clearly problems with the infrastructure of the club there's clearly problems with the way we do our business on, on and off it's clearly problems with our transfer system it's clearly problems with our scouting it's clearly problems with our academy because he's had a look and none of them seem to be good enough except the and he's came from belgium mm-hmm. so there's problems all over the all over the the place, and K- and he's one of them. But to to sack him now would be to be to sack him now and say right, we have to admit there's only one way we can play to stay in this division forever.
2: It's it's absolutely pressing.
0: Can upsetting. I just go
2: about you mentioned about the Palace way, and we have had a question about that, which I was saving for part two, but I'm going to put it in now because it f- it feels quite apt. It's from El Aguila on the BBS, Hi, who you. I think is Mark that lives in Mark. Madrid. Yes. Oh, yeah, um, hey Mark. 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 It's quite a long one, but um, I'm going to crack on with it, and it is quite personal to what you were saying there's been a lot of talk about how De Boer's style is contrary to Palace's DNA however the manager who started Palace's rise up the leagues in the early 60s Arthur Rowe and And whose football first attracted huge crowds to Sellers Park was one of the great progressive thinkers of the game and a precursor of the Ajax style Mm -hmm. the Allison slash Venables side was the great ground filler after that should Palace fans and management team learn some history and relent on this painful yearning for a team to be a modern a version of the Wimbledon crazy gang. Love the beautiful game. It's the palace way.
1: I almost feel like that was a leading question mark. (laughs) What What do do you think, Mark? (laughs) (laughs) What do you think, Andy? Um, To that? I think, yes, there is an element amongst some of being a tiny bit reactionary about such things, but problems are pretty much that they're deeper than just fundamentals of style. and, if all the rumblings are correct about player discontent, once a manager has widespread discontent on the training ground, then he's done for. And it's just, it is it gen- is generally and genuinely as simple as that. And we can sort of talk about how players should be able to adapt and blame things on players. But it's kind of reminiscent of every manager where it's failed and where eventually there's a recourse to a certain line of argument that says, well, it's all the players fault. And yes, it is uh, to a certain extent. However, Kevin kind of hits the nail on the head in that there's blame to be attributed to various particular players. I not players within the squad, but players in the whole situation. And one of them has to ultimately be the hmm. uh, i I fully see that change can be achieved through sort of, Evolution of a way that a team plays, the way that a club plays. You know, Man City now play in a very different way to how Man City played when they were in League One 20 years ago. They've they've sort of evolved over that period, mostly through billions of pounds, but they've evolved and sort of brought in players over long periods. But it takes a really long time, and the problem is if it takes a really long time and you're doing it on a shoestring at certain points, it can end up with really bad consequences. Mm -hmm.
3: Well, and also it's it's the fans that won't let it take a long time as well. Most of the impatience comes from the fans. Your point about the player discontent—I'd like to know who the player was who spoke to, who apparently spoke to the Telegraph, because as Danny Rose found out recently, if, if you speak to a, a, a newspaper without going through a club, you're going to get in a world of trouble. It's very unusual for, for players to talk to, to newspapers without going through the club. So either somebody at the club sanctioned that to cause trouble, or somebody at the club, as a player, is a bit of an idiot and is about to leave the club. So I'd like to know who that was. That the. The question there for Mark is a really good question. I think Palace fans don't know the history. We've, we've this thing about it's in the DNA. It's what kept us up mm-hmm. for the last four seasons. Well, where I would agree with people is that the thing with three four three is that can be an aggressive system. What's what hasn't happened so far this season is that we haven't we're not playing it on the front foot. We have lost that aggression. We have lost that commitment, that pace, that power, that passion that we used to have. And that I don't think that's necessarily because of the system, it, partly because they're not used to it, but it's, I don't know whether it's how he motivates players, but just because you play that way doesn't mean you can't get in teams' faces. You can't do what we do, and they're just not doing that full stop. We weren't doing that from the kickoff off How many times have we said at home, you, you see the way Liverpool start their games. And by the way, Jurgen Klopp said that it was much difficult, more difficult to beat Palace than it was to beat Arsenal last week. Yeah, I mean, if so yeah, there's many silver linings, it's Arsenal got
0: thumped 4-0. But why yeah. we, but, but so see, why but, we, why were we but good see, at Anfield
3: but, then? But, 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 it's not, but just see the way Liverpool start games at Anfield. First 25 minutes, it's on the front foot, in your face, straight away. And that's nothing to do with the system they play. That's to do with attitude. That's to do with yeah. the way they're sent out. Whatever, we, if we play four four two three five one four three 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 four three, whatever it is, if you go out and you sit back and you're as passive as we were against Swansea, you're waiting for a mistake to happen. Basically, that was Trevor Francis football. That was that was Doogie Freeman football before he was kicked up the arse and told to sell season tickets and start scoring goals. That was that was wait. That was Peter Taylor football. That was weight That's take a point don't get beaten that was the attitude you go out and say take a point and then see what happens and that's 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 got to change but that's nothing to do with the system whether it's the manager i don't know but that's definitely got to change
0: the, um, whether the word is courage or confidence, to me it doesn't matter what formation you play because you're going to have to have courage and confidence regardless. Yeah, so I'm not yeah. I'm not sure that I see that the the formation is itself responsible mm-hmm. for not having w- whichever of those words he meant to use. I think he he used courage. But, but um, to, you know, Mark, I don't go back as far as Arthur Rowe, but I do go back to the Malcolm Allison era, and it's actually when I started supporting the club properly. And I actually uh, I've got this in front of me because. I think this is really important for us all as Palace fans to just take a little bit of a breath and, and look at this um, you, know, you were asking I think after the opening part. Uh, you know, is that the worst start to a season we've ever had and, uh, and I remember the first year I, I went County. to the first home game exactly yeah. our first year back in the second division so we'd been relegated after four years in the top flight mm-hmm. first home game you've got that shot which at the time you've got to bear in mind that when Malcolm Allison changed the nickname and changed the colours there was a rebellion I mean that was not a popular move he dropped John Jackson who was the most popular player at the club one of the most popular players ever funny enough into Spironi Mm. Um, the moves he was making were really unpopular he blooded a whole bunch of new young players and we lost 4-1 at home to Notts County you know a year after we'd been playing the big clubs we lost Mm. 4-1 at home we lost the next game we lost the next game (laughs) We picked up two or three draws, and I've got it here. We eventually won in November. <laughs> Whoa! Now we Whoa. actually now the bad news is that we went down that year to the third division. <laughs> the kind of good news is once we won, we we actually kind of carried on winning, and uh, I think somewhere in the second half of the season, yeah, we would have finished in like fifth place if it was. Yeah, mm. it's like a reversal of a pardu mm. year. But by halfway through the season, we were actually seeing the results and we were all falling in love with the Malcolm Allison era it, it was but you know it's something attached to that is it was more exciting but i remember being at that first game that notts county Jimmy. game and being you know i was very young but being surrounded by people who were you know just utterly I mean, they wanted to just kill the guy there and then. He mm. changed everything. And now we know he changed it for the better, but it was very hard to deal with. And we uh, uh, did not win for, you know, for a while. Now we look back and it's the Malcolm Addison Lounge and it's Allison this yeah. and Allison
1: that. <laughs> well, Frank won't um, get to so, November, will he? I don't think he'll get to the Burnley match, frankly.
3: I, I think I, I disagree. Well, I think uh, I've said and I'll stem on this. I think Sacco is the benchmark. I think if Sacco comes in, De Boer goes out, basically. But I've, Bear in mind, we, everybody said it took Aladise eight games. Yeah, admittedly halfway through a season, and then he bought. But he bought how many? He bought four players in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Spent a lot of money. Yep. De Boer it seems isn't being allowed to do that at the moment. Not yet. Not yet. So we'll see in oh, four days. If Aladice gets eight games, and be, you know we were getting worried, but we weren't getting angry. I don't see how De Boer doesn't get. So why isn't the Boer
2: getting that amount of time then?
3: Because because it's so big cause I, it comes back to what I said last week because reaction is the right word it's not the reaction hasn't started since he came in the reaction started before he came in there's, there's a section of Palace fans who simply weren't ready to give him time there's a section of Palace fans who simply go well oh, it's not for the likes of us that, f- that fancy foreign football and do you think it would have been different
2: if it was Deitch or yeah, of
3: someone would. else absolutely or... yeah I've, well, I, it's no because football fans are the same all over the place if it was Deitch there'd be people going what are we doing we should have gone for De Boer. we should have gone for Pellegrino we should have gone yeah. for Mark, Marco Silva Except there's always going to be but I do think it would be different if we'd gone for Deitch yeah, uh, but also because Deitch should be playing a style of football that's
2: recognisable to a lot, of our, a lot of our fans and basically. our current squad and our current squad um, let's go back to what Andy just said about you don't think he's going to get to Burnley, which is the next game. So you think he won't get time to even rectify what's happened? Do you think he's gone?
1: I think he's gone. If if players are briefing, or if the press is being briefed by someone connected with players that there's major discontent at a training ground, it's a matter of time. And you've got to look at the time. Is the transfer window just about to close? So there's other priorities right now, you would have thought. And it wouldn't surprise me if he's still gone by the Burnley match.
3: But why why on earth would you you get rid of a manager? If you're going to do it, they would have done it on Sunday to give, it, to give somebody else four days why on earth would you do that now why on earth would you be a manager th- now we all no, we'll we'll know we all know who it's going to be so basically what you're saying is who's, wait, who's he going to be? It'd be Freeman so what you're saying is so which manager is going to join us now the transfer window shut. there isn't a the manager in the world you're going to you're going to attract to the club so if they get rid of De Boer Freeman's our manager now till Christmas or whatever he does and then well
0: we, I think I
1: think he will be um, well, you know, but so can I ask? Really can really I answer
0: the good. question I was saying about us being serial daters? We already look really bad for going through managers, even though it hasn't all yeah, been yeah, it hasn't all been our fault. fault. But that's that's but, the
1: way of every, of every club. But, now. but do
0: you but do you genuinely think that three matches? Admittedly, we haven't scored a goal, and mm-hmm. under Allison, we were scoring at least scoring some goals. But do you do you really think three matches is it now? And that the the, the the fans and the media and everybody else and other footballers would accept that that you give somebody three games?
1: You you can't sack someone just on the basis of three results. That That is churlish. However, if those three results are in tandem with serial malaise within the club and serial discontent amongst your playing staff and... The club just hasn't taken to individuals. Sometimes things don't work we out, don't, no, we, and and sometimes you've got to just bite the bullet early and say, look, this this is just not working.
3: He's been there six weeks. The Liverpool performance after the Liverpool performance, everyone was saying that was really encouraging. Yeah. Well, including said part. last week, the Liverpool, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, I mean, it was, well, it was the Liverpool yeah. podcast that I did. Said that was a better Palace performance than the three games that we beat And Jurgen Klopp said, that it was, as I said, it's harder to beat our Palace than it was to beat. Obviously, Andy's Arsenal not saying
2: sort of, you're not saying saying you agree with it. You're just saying you no. think that that's where it's heading. Well,
1: no, I th- I, th- I think that's where it's heading. Um. I think it's very difficult to come to a an informed judgment as to whether or not it's the correct decision yes. unless you actually have an informed view of what's going on on that training ground. Which well, you'll never be able to get an informed, which point. you'll never be able to no. get. So it's no, very you, difficult and, then. And also, because you can't that compare, to say whether or not it's the right
3: decision, you can't compare results with him and without him if we do sack him.
2: But no, it's
3: hard. No, I to, quite agree. It's hard to, and I'm going to talk about Doogie for him briefly in, in brackets because all those people. One of the major points I made about Doogie Freeman last week was whether you love him or hate him, he's a divisive figure. right? And all the people who came up to me in the Pawson's arms and, and the, the back of the main stand, the alpha weight rather, who didn't seem to understand the word divisive, when I sent to people, you and I haven't had a crossword for 10 years, and we're arguing about Doogie Freeman, that's what I meant. Yeah. You're entitled to your view about Doogie Freeman, I'm entitled to mine. But that divisive figure was brought in. And you can only assume he was brought in as a backup plan in case the ball didn't go wrong. And in that case, that's a level of panic that... It, Oh, I mean, we don't, we don't then, know that. No, we don't, but don't know. We don't that, know. That. We, well, you can make assumptions though, because no one, Doogie Freeman won't even give an interview to Palace TV. The timing, so, the timing so, is so interesting. W- without yeah. anybody telling us what his job is or why he's brought in at this time, then of course you're going to make assumptions. Then, so you're going to speculate, I, I, and that's, I, I, what, that's yeah. what we'll do. And that's
1: what we do, of course. Yes. So go ahead. I, well, I would assume, given the remit of sporting directors is generally to conduct transfer negotiations, to be involved in, in that side of things, more the business side of things. I would be surprised if he's not just doing that. I mean, yeah, he's, but he's on he's the not, spot.
3: He's on the. He's in the building in case something... In case there's a roller skate left at the bottom of the stairs from Frank De Boer comes well, yeah, out he's, training. He's not,
1: like, not going to be taking training. He's not going to be involved in yeah, conditioning of the players. Yeah, he's but not going to be involved in, in the tactical side of things. Yes, but the sporting director yeah, but he, is there to oversee be. staffing. No,
3: Andy, you're being naive. You know full well that if De Boer is sat, then Dougie Friedman will be the, the, taking the... Right. He'll be a caretaker. He'll it, be a caretaker manager. And it'll be until November, December. No, but obviously. I think you've got to
1: separate out those two issues. It can be the case that he may succeed... Deborah if Deborah is given the heave ho and and is made boss on an interim mm-hmm. basis and it can also be the, the case at the same time that he was brought in to do a very different job with a very different remit uh, and then because he's he's within the organization that he, he's probably of the people there you're not going to probably put Sammy Lee up to it because he's tried and not been up to doing that lead man job before and who knows what Orlando Trust was like as a manager I certainly don't so you that, that's why that will then make intuitive sense whether or not we like it or not or whether or not we think he's a divisive figure. But I, I think you've still got to maintain some separation between, on the one hand, what he's been brought in to do and on the other hand, what he may be, end up being made to do.
0: And also, and, and I, I agree with that. And there's also the point that Friedman's not got Premier League managing... Yeah, experience. So right. So he hasn't gotten that. So we'd we would be taking a cut down, a step down. And and also just again reflection on the club, if it was bad enough, you know, Allardyce we, you know, we, we were very divided about Allardyce when he came. We, when he came in, I was not into it, and I was proven wrong. Yeah. I was very excited about De Boer, and I may be proven wrong on, wrong on that one as well. We're not. You know, we all want to be experts, and and we're not. But if Friedman is a divisive character, and clearly the circumstances under which he left before have left, left some of us upset, and other people have forgiven him, then again, how do we how do we improve anything at the club by sacking De Bur and putting it, in does the it doesn't last sense Friedman to obviously
2: Friedman or someone from the club saying this is what he's going to be doing would mm. be really helpful. Of course it would. not it?
1: Um, yeah, but th- that is irrelevant to whether or not he's doing the job that he needs to do. Whether or not he's doing well, he's job.
3: Not, well, he's not doing the job he needs to do, is he? Because he, uh, apparently, according to the, the pro Doogie Friedman camp, he was brought in just to get the Oliver Burke thing across the line. And the first thing he did was go to West Brom. He's well, not, you know, he had, well, think, to be fair, he had, he had a week to do the job. You're in, then adopting their assumption,
1: though, that one, he rated him and two, that we were actually genuinely going yeah, to do that deal he's But
3: that's all we do on this podcast. That's all we can do is adopt the assumptions because we're not given any information. Well, I, I the think all we can do, is, do it's all There's do. no data. It's like all those people who say to me, it astonishes me. You know, I work in broadcasting. I work a lot in sports broadcasting. You'd be amazed how much I don't know. <laughs> right, despite the fact that I talk to journalists all the time and people at the club, you'd be amazed how much I don't know, and yet people who go by the name of Billy Big Bollocks on the BBS or whatever it's you know, or people who come up to me in Paulson's Arms who, in, in totally straight face, tell me I should be careful what I say about Doogie Freeman because they know exactly what happened to make Doogie Freeman leave. And none, the truth is, none of us know anything. Yeah. I, mm. Well, I do. I know why Doogie Freeman left. It's one of the reasons I don't like it. But none of us know anything. Yeah. So that so it's we can only your point is irrelevant, Andy. We can only speculate on made up stuff because we haven't got any data to go on because the club won't give us any yeah. and they, you know, Dougie Freeman hasn't given an interview to Palace TV oh, you can that's see, the first you can thing you see why them. he
2: doesn't want to do that he wants to get on with the job and, and I understand well,
3: that. Yeah, I know but it's it's also he's been brought on as director, his sporting director which presumably is the second most important role at the club Yeah, well, everyone gets I, mean, it's,
2: I still think and I stand by last week that it would be nice to have a bit of an explanation about what he is doing because at the moment
1: Do you get an explanation about what the commercial director's doing? No, but who is the commercial director? What about what the finance director's doing? Well, the finance director didn't pay for Palace, did he, you know, for five, ten years. What about what the CEO's doing? I also
3: think this guy's director, this guy is director of sport. I think we've got, you know, people who buy tickets and buy season tickets have got a right to know why this guy is director of sport and what his job is as director of sport. I can guess what the commercial director does because I'm an intelligent bloke. Well, I, can can guess I can guess what I can do. guess what not really
1: well they're involved in generally they're involved right. in transfers well, not so long term composition of the squad and they, well, they well, serve so as an far. intermediary rather yeah. lot of them between yeah. the manager between yeah. the coach uh, and the, and the right. club the and club they might relieve the, the manager of work yeah. and so, uh, know, uh, of, depending on uh, what that
2: is I don't know yeah. what that is yeah. and already
3: we just had five minutes arguing about this non-device shall we move
2: on from Dougie Friedman because we did talk about him a lot last week um we have had a few questions on the board and specifically uh, his backing from the board, from, well, speaking of, you know, Friedman or the board financially. George Riddles. Hi, George. Hi, George. And Mr. Stezza have both Mr. said the same sort of thing. And that is, do you think Frank deserves all the stick when he is clearly not being backed financially? What, we, we don't know him, that. We, a to a we?
3: To street. we don't know that, do we? For all we know, he might have been offered a million, 800 million quid and he said, I don't want it. Thank you very much. He might have blown it on. You can get, you can yeah. say,
1: you can make that objective judgment when you get to the end of the window, and you can either say if people haven't come in, either one stuff has been botched, and you tried to get them in, it's not gone right, or secondly, as an alternative, that you've not wanted to do those deals. If, that, if it doesn't happen at that point but at the moment I mean all the a lot of activity happens towards the end of the window and if you're trying to do five deals they're all interrelated a lot of activity yes.
3: for Palace happens towards the end of the window a lot of yeah. I think it, like, does, for, I it think, does for a huge yeah, amount I of think, clubs and I a think of, no good. a lot of clubs like Watford and Bournemouth Bournemouth not a good example they're below us but a lot of clubs got their transfers out of the way Man United always tried to get their transfer business done in, in June and the, the problem is, we don't, you know, he's, he's brought in two players, Loftus-Cheek and Fossey-Mentzer, that whoever the manager was, you'd say they're really good players to bring in, but they've brought him in on loan, unfortunately. He's brought Ryder in, who it looks like he already isn't too sure about in Premier League football. Early days, or, though, early isn't it? Day, Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, it's slightly odd that, you know, the Van Arnold going off and it wasn't even Schlupp that came on. It was, yeah. You know, so clearly there are players that he doesn't trust. You think there are gaps in the squad, but... Every Palace fan talking about transfer, the only transfer they're talking about is Sacco. Mm. If, De yeah. get, if De Boer brings Sacco in, right, even though I'm still convinced he doesn't want to, and I'm still convinced if Sacco comes in, De Boer will probably go out. But if De Boer brings Sacco in, 90% of the Palace fans will stop moaning for two weeks. They'll go, oh, he's done what we want.
2: Because that's, that's what a lot of the argument is about. It's about Sacco. So do you think that transfer would, would be seen as a way of either De Boer or the boards of placating Palace fans? Yeah, of course it would. Because I don't think
3: De Boer wants him. But the fact is, you have to ask questions about why that transfer is still going on two days before the window, break. Because we 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 all know that he's agreed personal terms. We know, well, according to the uh, Liverpool Echo, who are normally a good uh, sounding board for Liverpool uh, facts, we know that the club have agreed a deal that with add-ons etc cetera, etc cetera, yeah. adds up to somewhere between 25 and 30 million quid. We know he wants to come to Palace. We know apparently Palace is
2: desperate for him to come. So why is a deal not happening? According happen? to Dom Firefield today yeah. from the Guardian, the add-ons are being negotiated. So that and is I also I also out.
0: think if it, if it is true that it's 20 million rising to 30 million, I mean when when did 10 million become nothing? You know, when yeah. did it become a drop in the bucket? That's an enormous amount of money that could buy us other players. So I don't I don't actually see why Steve
2: Parrish should just be handing
0: over a blank check. To Liverpool, I mean, well, yeah, is it they because obviously we're in
2: this situation now. Is it after well, three games not winning? Do you think that forces his hand? I think it probably has forced forces his hand, but
0: they they've also got to watch the, the bottom line. I was I was saying before we started the pod. Listen, I would be totally happy if the Sacco deal doesn't happen and we get in a, a goalkeeper and a and a, another striker. Uh, you know, I obviously suspect that we were going to. We've would heard some rumours about it, but mm-hmm. I, and and you know some some shoring up at the back as well. Liverpool, are bullish, Liverpool
1: are bullish negotiators. Though. People need to yes. accept that. They were bullish negotiators with Benteke. Yeah. They've been bullish with Coutinho. They were bullish with yeah. Yeah, yeah. They just yeah. They, they adopt very aggressive approaches and that's entirely their prerogative. But if they're going to do that, then sometimes it will drive a deal later. It did with Benteke. Everyone yeah. oh, now seems oh. seem to have forgotten that Benteke didn't come in at the very start of the season. Yeah. We had to yeah. wait a few games and we started with... I think
3: I've probably said this on every pod we've done since June. And I'll say, I'll say it again. What, the, what I've been told by several journalists: that Do you really? If Sam, if Sam Allardyce was our manager, he would have been with us by June. Simple as that. We'd have, we'd, whatever it took, we would have signed Sacco in June if Allardyce was still our manager. So it, well, despite well, Liverpool's you yeah, know, aggressive we would tactics, paid, we would have paid for it. We would, but, we would have put Allardyce. What well, even if it did. had taken
1: thirty million cash at that point? Yeah, I'm, I'm going no to play. have got no
3: doubt about it because we we have got that money. Whatever Steve Parrish, he, he drops his hints about financial fair play from time to time, which again is something that needs to be mm-hmm. clarified. Although, according to Street, he, he doesn't have to do that because we're only fans. But <laughs> it's, it's that, of course, that deal would have been done because Allardyce would have made it. Allardyce would have said, Well, I want him. That's the one transfer I want. I want it done now. And if it's not, I'll walk. Simple as that. And, that, and I don't see how any Palace fan can't believe that. He would have been a Palace player by now if Allardyce was still our manager. So there's only one reason he's not. It's because Boer doesn't fancy it. But can I throw
0: that? Can I also throw that the other way? Because obviously the reality is it's Allardyce who walked. I mean, he left the club and and for what seemed to be perfectly honourable reasons. Mm -hmm. So if you were Steve Parrish and you're sitting there saying, well, I need to focus now on getting a manager and I'm going to try and interview all the right people, I'm going to try and make the right appointment, I want it to work out as well as anybody else, would you be spending £30 million on Sacco at that point to appoint a new manager who might say, and by the way, I didn't want that guy Sacco.
3: No, no, because so, that's missing the points. Like, is what I'm saying is if Aladice had stayed, yeah. then if Allardyce had stayed, then Sacco would be our player now. Right, but Allardyce uh, didn't stay. No, no, exactly. And you so can once, understand why the yeah, club yeah, said,
0: we better but, put the Sacco but, thing but, on hold till we have a manager yeah, no, of course, who tells us. Yeah, of, course I, wanted, of course I understand it. Yeah,
3: yeah. And, and you know, the reason Allardyce went had nothing to do with Sacco or other transfers mm-hmm. or transfer funds, despite what Billy Big Bollocks from the BBS... Apparently, thinks he I knows mean, It's about the worst it. username to have. Isn't I it? know, it's terrible. Well, Penge Penis, my mate. <laughs> <laughs> he, used to, he said the worst thing about it is when they had a big reunion, like they all had a meeting at Tower Bridge in this big hotel. But back- <laughs> of course, they had to wear their, their usernames <laughs> on the <laughs> thing. Yeah. So he's walking around with Pinch Penis. <laughs> oh, you're Penched Penis? I, hello, I'm Blood Axe Brian. <laughs> but uh, so, but no, because of course, uh, yeah, but what my point is if Allardyce had stayed, then Sacco would be our player now. Mm-hmm. Simple as that. And... Allardyce would have just said to Paris, "Don't sort about for the sake of five million quid or whatever it is he wants to come to us. We want him to come. I'm going to build a defence around him." Full stop. But things have been
2: reset, right. haven't they? Of course not. It's I think,
1: mm-hmm. as I alluded to a, a little while ago, there that the problem is it's it's not just about saying, "Well, we'll pay a premium there." It's it's about the fact that we need to do business for more than one player in this window. Yeah, and we've done some already, and we need to probably get in what four more. You, you probably yeah. want five, frankly. And that 5 million quid, I I know that we would say, well, just pay it. Or some people would say, just pay it. I I personally wouldn't, but I I, I get that some people do say that. Um, That could help contribute towards a new goalkeeper. That could help go towards a backup striker, given that we now don't have another available domestic loan spot. That could go towards a a decent wedge of a loan fee for a really top-class player from abroad, for example.
3: I was going to say... loathe as I am to disagree with you but I'm not because I really like disagreeing with you (laughs) (laughs) after the way you round me up in the last pod but it's not that (laughs) and this pod (laughs) he was on the last pod the the one before that (laughs) he's on on every pod in my head (laughs) the the 5 million quid you know the difference between 25 and 30 million quid for Sacco isn't going to fund the players the 30 million quid for Sacco will fund players you know making up 5 million quid here or there isn't going to get anybody in except Dwight Gale maybe so we might get another couple of championship players in with that 5 million quid so if, if, we, if we want to get other players in we don't get Sacco full stop We spend,
2: towards wages or signing on well, fees but, or, you know, we, either,
3: of- we, we have to accept that we do have some money presumably we've got a lot of money for staying up we are still alone by the very now very quiet American billionaires so we must have some money to play with if it's a case of selling somebody to get money in sell them Yeah, the Townsend thing's been going going on for two weeks. If you're desperate to get the money to get him in, sell Townsend then. Much, I'd hate to see Townsend leave. I think Townsend's one of been one of the few bright sparks. He's one of our few genuine Premier League players. But at the moment, the only transfer we're talking about is Sacco. and to me. It seems that that's we've got thirty million quid to spend. But also there is one that, other. There yeah. is one
0: other reason, which uh, obviously, ideally, you get the deals done like you say, nice and early in the yeah. summer. But we didn't appoint De Boer until f- pretty late summer. The, 20 so. the point, problem yeah. right now yeah, is point. we've lost three games in a row. We haven't scored a goal. So yeah. if you're a player who thinks you can come to a better club than Crystal Palace, yeah. I mean, you know, Sacco's got a connection with the club. So he'd like to be here. Yeah. And yeah. he'll get and he'll get paid a king's ransom to come here. Yeah. He'll drive by the way, he'll drive the whole wages bill up as well. I mean yeah. the, the entire well, have, wages that's bill That's why will they'll have to. have to get others
2: off. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, but the whole wages structure will change because people will want to rise up to his wages. But but Sacco at least has a connection to the club. I think one reason that we're stuck here, uh you know, trying to get like what seems obvious, like a goalkeeper or a backup striker, whatever, is because I'm sure players are looking and say, "Well, do I have another choice other than Crystal Palace? Because mm-hmm. my money is that they're going to go down." And and which I but that's don't another think consideration we have to. for a lot of
1: players. You know, they will inevitably look at things and go right I want to assess my options I'm going to wait until yeah. the very end of the window before I agree to go yeah. to a club like yeah. Palace just in case Tottenham come in for me yeah, just exactly. in case Southampton yeah. come in for me well, so even, that,
0: I hate to say even if Stoke come in or Swansea at it, this point it's well, an
1: outside contingency that you can't really affect as well as well, a club sides, at our level it,
3: it, you're right to a point but players will go to the club that pays them the most money and most decent players will have a, a relegation clause in their contracts Full stop anyway, that but the I think the the big problem is that I'm fairly i I'm guessing that Steve parish would have got Frank DeBorin in and then would have had a couple of days off because he assumed that Frank would immediately bring five or six really good value players in from around the continent mm. to cover every position that for, you know, Reader World looked like the start of a, a trend. Yeah. Really cheap Reader World. And we were so linked we, with quite a few. We, we were, yep. you know, mainly from... But it looked like we were linked with, you know, defenders, goalkeepers. Uh, I think Steve Parrish probably thought that De Boer could bring five people in for £30 million quid, and then Saka would be the, the icing on top of that cake and everyone would be happy. And that's not worked out. Uh, albeit, albeit, whatever. Let's not argue about that. <laughs> because I'm right again. Uh, <laughs> albeit Doogie Freeman is a wrong one. But, uh,
1: is. Albeit he isn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: but yeah, we have got two, but let's not forget we have brought two players in who are genuine Premier League quality yeah. and, and Loftus-Cheek and Zahar Probably would have won us that game on on Saturday because that's where the, you're talking about energy. Yeah, that's where we miss the energy. Loftus yeah. Cheek and Zahar, and there are so, arguments again, that
2: you've been unlucky. He has been unlucky with injuries it, already. It,
3: it, he has been without a doubt. But then again, it comes back to the thing about the squad because whatever you say about whose fault it is, we started the second half on Saturday with six championship players in. So I don't think that's De Boer's fault to be perfectly honest. So I don't think you look at fossey Mensa, you look at Loftus Cheek, you look at Zahar. To lose Loftus Cheek and Zahar any manager would struggle. Yeah, yeah he's been unlucky. Fossi, still doesn't look like he's quite settled to the pace of the Premier League. He looks but promising, doesn't he? He does look yeah, promising. Luca the one that worries me is Luca, out of all, Benteke doesn't look like he can play in that system full stop if you are talking about players who can't. But the one who looks lost in it bizarrely is Luca. Mm. He really doesn't look like he wants to play in that situation, which is why I'm, I'm amazed that he hasn't put him back in, in the centre-back. But wing, does this not really come influences? back to
1: yeah. the fact that, yes, there are context is there con- contexts there that aren't the ball's fault like yeah, the fact that he's an unbalanced yeah. squad yeah. but in spite of that he's decided to play in a certain way that does neutralise some of the better yeah. players you know if you're playing Luka all of a sudden now not in that berth just in front of the back four mm-hmm. just sweeping up but asking him either to be in the back four or to play a far more advanced role that's not playing to Luka Mirvojevic's yeah. is, is strength if you're not p- trying to play the direct balls down the flanks to get crosses into Benteke he's the best aerial player in the Premier League you're not playing to Benteke's strengths and I see you know the argument that if we were a very developed club who'd not just been in the league for five years but been there for ten and you had a really balanced squad you could make these tweaks you could say look what what we're going to do now is do something a bit ambitious and ship out Benteke for say 35 million quid and bring in someone who can play in a completely different way but that of itself would now be a big risk, given how unbalanced that squad is, and given the fact you've got a few really high, high-end sort of top-earning players, and then you've got your chungies and players yeah. like that at the other ends. Yeah. So it, it becomes far more of a risk when you have that concentration of high, high-earning talent to think about shipping them in and shipping out, shipping, he, out yeah, DeBoer, shipping out them and shipping in other players as replacements.
3: De Boer can't be blamed for the fact that we've got your, your chungies here for one of the. No, level. he can't. But, no, of course. And also, I don't think De Boer like Tony. I'm disappointed by the start De Boer's made. I thought it'd be more positive than this. I thought the players would adapt better. I thought we would be playing at a high, much higher pace and tempo. He's not blameless, but he's also not to blame. And I just think it would be ludicrous. I think it is ludicrous. Not era. to blame at all. Not, not no. It is part of the blame, but he's, he's. I just don't understand the logic of Palace fans going. We have to get rid of De Boer. Because what? it's not working. To bring in what? To bring in Freeman as a temporary thing? To bring in short? To bring in? Yeah. To bring in who? To bring in what? To,
1: well, I had what had said today? is to not, not
3: friend- Interested?
2: Well,
1: I don't really. think It would it be fantastic at Crystal Palace, though, wouldn't it, <laughs> to replace? Yeah, Sam yeah, well, I, I, don't really, replacement I don't really. Like yeah. Yeah, 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 and then
3: also does he then get the bonus that he's not allowed to have <laughs> do, until yeah, he joins will, another club? Who knows? Yeah, but why? If you've got a really good coach, why would you not give him? Why would you say right? This is not working, so we'll get him in and get somebody who's demonstrably not as good a coach or manager as he is for now, and then get somebody in to play the Palace way. It would be neat, would, would be no, it? It would be. The thing to do is get rid of the players that we don't need and get better players in. And that's not Frank De fault. Simple so, as that. He's, he's not the fault. It's not his fault that he's inherited four seasons of pretty poor transfer business. It's not his fault that he's lumbered with a squad that he's clearly looked at and thought, I wish I'd had a look at this before I took the job. That's not his fault. Mm. Right. So he I, would I, have done I, surely he would have done
0: can I play a little bit of the uh, devil's advocate again no, here so that's, that's his job well <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to relieve you of it today and then I'll be, I'll be gone again you can have it back next <laughs> week um, I'll come on a sub for it this week uh, so Kevin you and I are uh, the only ones at this table who are old enough to remember the Allison era I'm sure if James yep. if James was here he could probably remember it as well no he was old enough uh, but he can't remember it <laughs> Yeah, <that's two laughs> too new glasses um, and, and the point one point I didn't make about Allison is he'd been appointed the previous spring um, and then and and we have gotten relegated from the old division one. Yeah. So, so Alison has actually remembered, has taken, take, he's remembered as taking us down two divisions in two years yeah, and yeah. being uh, potentially the best manager we ever had. So, I mean, in terms where there's a devil's advocate question or, or, or just a hypothetical one. It's if we could know now that, it's going it, to it, 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 we would be looking back on De Boer in, in years to come and say my God that guy turned the club around mm. do you remember that terrible start when we yeah, all yeah, booed yeah, him yeah. Yeah. and we all thought it was the end of the club we couldn't believe the club hadn't sacked him back in those days managers did get longer unless they were Brian Clough uh, yeah. at Leeds but they generally they generally did get longer and Palace had appointed uh, Alisson he was obviously going to try and see it through and they stuck by him when we went down to the right. third division and that's actually when it sort of did come back around now none of us want to leave the premiership it's completely different you know, literally ball game these days financially we can't afford to do that but at the time we kind of had no choice but to roll with it and we all started seeing a positive so this thing about three games that's why I wanted to check back on that Mm. season because I remember us not winning until November and it felt desperate but you also felt there was this potential and you did have somebody who was divisive and you
3: did have people booing and you know the crowds were going down it was tough also, well, it was well, you had the cup run as well, remember, which... That came two years
0: later. Which helped, well, that's true. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. The, the, two solid years later.
3: Yeah, of course, we're in the third division. We? The, the, yeah. the, the, the two big differences are that there was, just as sort of periphery, he brought in a glamour that we hadn't had before. He brought us in, you know, we never got mentioned in the tabloids. We didn't get on the back page of newspapers. He did bring a certain... Yeah. He raised the profile without a doubt. We were on the telly mm-hmm. m- far more often, you know, but the, the bigger difference is that it didn't really matter because we carried on getting 25,000 people in the second division and mm-hmm. in the third division, the same amount of people we were getting in the in the old first division. Mm-hmm. And in those days, that was, that was your money. You made your money by getting people through the turnstiles. That was the big difference. So in a sense, it didn't really matter. Yeah, of course you wanted to be in the first division, but the difference wasn't that great because we were a huge team in the third division. We took 5,000 fans. Yeah, we to, did. And we it did. was an exciting time to be. And it, our income wasn't affected, which is why they could... Could stick with Allison longer, and also because it was clear that he was making demonstrable change. Now, the trouble is the short term. If it, this it, it, impact is so different, and that's yeah. a fact. Wha- that's why we're panicking yeah. already. While well, we're already talking about staying up, we're, you know, I don't think West Ham fans will be having this conversation. I don't think Bournemouth fans will be having. This conversation. I think West Ham I mean, fans we're well, of about are, yeah, but I don't yeah, think they'll be. Yeah. I don't think they'll be quite as you know. The, well, I mean, West Ham won their first game last season and then lost the next six. Yeah, they and, don't. Like and village, still ended up. He's, he's, he's probably come to his natural. I'm, but I'm this is after two and a half years of bilities. He's not after three games exactly. Of I'm feeling. Quite, yeah. I'm
2: feeling. I'm feeling comparisons between or similarities between uh, Alisson and De Boer, aside from the hat. I feel like mm. there was, you know, maybe we could look back in years to come in, in company, like Well, in terms of... No, I well, in what terms I'm saying of, is when we started, of, when we started of, that yeah.
3: season,
0: it was considered a complete disaster. That 4-1 drubbing at home was every bit as bad as losing to newly promoted Huddersfield. In yeah. many ways, it was worse because we were the big club going down. That was meant to be a home victory. Like, like the Luton he, game. Yeah, he put out absolutely. Yeah, and everyone was... I remember,
3: I remember that game and everyone was really excited and everyone thought we're going to walk this division. Yeah. You know, we're going to be the big team. And it also didn't help because Allison also brought in Nicknames for players. He brought in yeah. The, yeah. the car with the rollers on it. He brought in all sorts of. I mean, Allison was not it, yeah.
0: forgiven for probably a whole season for dropping John Jackson, yeah. and he brought in, if I remember, Paul Hammond. Paul Hammond, yeah. Was, you know, I mean, he, you know, he he was literally just dropping the old players, bringing in twenty-year-olds. Yeah, yeah. I think David Swindler has played his first game yeah, yeah. in that that well, that's what the game. the boys doing? He
2: wants yeah. to lower the, the age as well.
1: I've got, st- st- I've got to stop this right here. I've got to <laughs> so stop I'm this just right I'm just saying that some of us Malcolm Allison was charismatic, uh, a footballing pioneer and visionary at times, and. Had success at multiple clubs. Frank de Boer is the footballing equivalent of beige paint. Let's not be beat around the bush here. Yeah, he doesn't have the charisma. He, he he's he's, so he's won the league. The rhythm, he's won the league in a, in 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 a country where Steve McLaren's won the league, <laughs> and where frankly you could parachute in JD and he did a pretty good job with Ajax. So, uh, yeah, it, you know, you could, you, wrong you, you could you <laughs> have, you could have made the same argument in favour of, of Steve Kemba <laughs> at the start of his yeah, yeah. tenure when, when we started losing matches at the start of the season where we went up in the playoffs and said, so, well, we're losing loads of matches mm. here, but, you know, he, he's linked with Old Palace, he's got charisma and he'll turn it around eventually. Lots of managers don't turn it around. Well, but they I have to valid, give them the time to turn it It's, a,
2: turn it's a
3: valid argument in terms of, a, not a revolution in playing style, but it's a valid argument in terms of we've had four... Very dogged years of resistance in the in the first division, and we were it was even more skin of the teeth. And the reason people were so upset by John Jackson is he was Player of the Year four seasons running, and without yeah. a doubt kept us in yeah in those d- in yeah. the first division. so it, it was never fun in the first division. Wait, so you I mean, Palace think, but dropped a
1: four time Player yeah. of the Year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so always, always They dropped the most fans. Much to the, always she's lessons of mystery. But, but Malcolm Allison yeah. did
3: did try and change the way we played football. He did try. He brought much more width into it wide in the pitch he brought out and out wingers in and eventually three or four seasons later it did so know, are brought... we
2: saying that we need to get Franco Fedora
3: and he's getting
2: well, well, a P45 <laughs> yeah. can um, I guys we need to wrap up part yes. one there because there's been a very long part one but a very interesting and uh, lots of debate in there briefly question from Ollie Dub oh, yeah, I, I do a really brief answer on this and I go to Tony first will Frank De Boer last 85 days of course, as long so, as he lasted, now, or? which is as long as he was at Inter. We'll I'm going to assume from his first day. So today is day 64. Uh, uh, I, I think he will. Okay, Kevin. I don't think he's about to be sacked. But will he last 85 days?
0: Yes. That's 21 days from now. Yeah.
2: So that's three weeks from now. So that's two. Ge- that's that's Burnley and Southampton. Yeah.
3: What
1: they will the moment?
2: 64. He'll be gone by day 74. 10 days time. Okay, well, right. I, I don't
3: see again if he's going to if he's going to be gone, why not be gone? I don't get Let's him. we we okay.
2: discuss that. Let's take a break. Um after the break we have got more questions uh, from our listeners about the third kit. <laughs> we have got a question about the third kit. Oh god, I really <laughs> hope so. It's really <laughs> divisive though. <laughs> right. We'll see you in a bit. Welcome back to the Five Year Plan Podcast. Hey! Pod grumble, 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 mutter. Pod Debate, Debate, Debate. That doesn't yeah. make sense. Um, pod 222. Two, two. Mm-hmm. Sponsored by Vector Printing for all your printing and embroidery needs. Go to vector.co.uk and that's Vector with her. Kay. And JCIS, so Global Research in Brank and so on. See from South London. Visit jc-is.com. I will, I will,
1: I will, I will. Oh, that's nice. It's yeah, it quite nice.
2: It wasn't quite f- gravelly. It's more like Father Ted. Oh. <laughs> it was nice. It
3: was lovely. Yeah. yeah, it was. It was
1: kind of uh, Endicott in the style of Father Ted. Yeah,
3: Endicott was skittish last week, wasn't he? I think it's the only word you can describe him.
1: It's I almost think. like he'd been at a series of festivals. Or something. <laughs> no, it's yeah, almost yeah. like he had in a tent two, tent two, away two with two the fairies. Two, two hours sleep. <laughs> the best bit is I can defame Endicott all I want because it's all true. I know, and he doesn't. And he and and the doesn't the listen pod. to the
0: pod when he he's doesn't. not on it. Uh, yeah, I don't think he listens when he is.
3: No, yeah, he doesn't. Okay, right. We have had. He forgot. I had two doors last week. We have had front door and Start of a Ronnie Barker joke. There's a front door and then there's a porch door. is
2: that any... Um, Chats, we've any, had, I think, turn around, our record number of questions. 103 questions this week. Wow. Yeah, which I think is the should most answer, Should we answer all of them?
1: <laughs> and even food-related. No, they're all serious. Gardening-related. They're all serious. Food-related questions. I oh, okay. used to be... I know, I like them as well. But well after you'd all... filtered out ones that were abusive towards Kevin, do we have, like, 10? <laughs> <laughs> we've got... Do
2: you know what? It's, do you it, know
3: it, also those people... I, people forget. My, I'm a as a performer and an entertainer, I'm a cat. I, I like any attention. <laughs> so the fact that people seem to think I might get upset by the abuse, not, not at all. Obviously, I don't read the BBS because I can read without my lips moving, but a lot of <laughs> people queue up to tell me that well, I've I, apparently get so much abuse on BBS. Well, it doesn't matter cause I don't read it, but that's fine. Right, but listen, we've Pinch, had Pinch Penis can abuse me as much as he wants. <laughs> Is that I, Chris? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 um, no, he does it to my face. He... Um... <laughs> That We've sentence
1: had, would sound really weird without the surrounding content. Was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, what's been interesting... Not weird, it's we 2017. Ha- as we as have well, had yeah.
2: loads of questions and none of them have been food-related and they've been about a range of subjects which I think does prove how divisive things are right now and how, how, how debating I, people are. Yeah, I feel like, that's right. a very... <laughs> throw
3: one at Do you I, remember... Uh, it's, it's really interesting. At half-time last year at the Bournemouth game, it was... People were just as angry about Pardew at that stage because we'd, we'd lost our first two home games. First half against Bournemouth, we were terrible. Scott Dan equalised in the last minute, and it was an international break, and things calmed down a little bit. But for all that, this time last year it was very divisive. This is the worst it's been as a Palace fan for a long time. This this level of anger—it's the angriest it's been, this, isn't it? The level for of a this, while, this, I, I don't know if it's Donald Trump's fault, if it's North Korea's fault, whatever it is. But as the well, l- I think
0: it's on, the, uh, on the on whole yeah. radio on the whole radio, one of them was saying that in this week's party actually came out and said, I, you know, I blame Brexit. He just said everybody's angry. And, and, so, and yes. the others on the pod say now I don't believe that. But, but I, I think there is some of that out there. I think people are like really on edge at the moment and it, it carries over to your football club. I think well, it's, it's just I think it's really hot. I just, yeah, I the people it's hot. get crossed.
3: I think people's opinions are just so entrenched that we've reached the stage where. Oh, no, we, they're not. What the <laughs> <laughs> but it's reached the like start of my time. What happened to the whole thing about, oh, yeah, you've got a point there? what happened to that that seems to have disappeared so before we have our first question
0: I meant to say this earlier on your dad on his 70th birthday post-match interview on Saturday Uh, he was how to be a football fan. He, was, he saw a bunch of positives in that game. <laughs> yeah. I'm assuming you hadn't gotten him too drunk beforehand. He saw a whole bunch of positives and he remembered, he said, well, the first time I went to see Palace, I think he saw a draw, but he said, oh, it was a good season. We, we finished second from bottom for, from, uh, of the old uh, Division 3 South. South. So yeah, that really. meant we didn't have to apply for re-election. So it was a success. So I, you know, to, re-election? Re-election? To yeah. Re-election, yeah. 1956
1: yeah. It was. What is this voodoo stuff? Re-election. Yeah. You had to apply Applying for re-election re- 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 to the football yeah, yeah. you, yeah. you know used that, to right? until
3: If you finished until wow. 70. Wow. that's how Wimbledon got If you got finished it. at the
0: bottom of the old Division 4, yeah, you, you, you officially said we would like to be re-elected. And to how did you re- lose that
1: re-election? So you, if you, you ran def- on like a really well, partisan well, that's how, platform. That's
3: how Wimbledon got in in 77. If a team like Southport, for example, if you kept finishing bottom of Division 4, you have to keep proving to the... Members of the football league committee that you deserved your place, and then every now and again, it was very rare in those days that a non-league team that had a big support and had a big cup run, like Lee, the Wimbledon, would say we'll actually do better mm-hmm. we'll bring you more money and they would kick a team out and, and I did not know that yeah. there we go consider me in but it was interesting
2: your dad's yeah, yeah. like how to be a football fan but, but he's been he's watching fans. for 61 years yeah. so he's seen everything well, he probably
0: realises the impatience there is now yeah, in the yeah. sense of what is entitlement and it's the 24 hour news media and it's yeah, Twitter yeah. and it's all it's BBS's it's all this stuff that yeah. that you know, we can keep speeding this up until we fire managers after one game but uh, I appreciate hearing your dad sound so content maybe it's because it was his big birthday but he was happy yeah, I, yeah had a good day also when J.D.
3: came along Football's nothing, is it really? <laughs> getting, yeah, get, yeah. Even getting relegated is right. a good thing, isn't it? He was content, that's lovely. Also was, I love the fact good, that you've got. Your, weekend, yeah. You haven't had any of us yet on this special podcast after the game, but you've got your dad on. Well, it's it's a rotating. Rotat- was, rotat- rotat- was, was that his birthday present? Yeah, birthday present.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, Let's be no, honest, you I look upset I'm, enough to leave the Porsons to go to the match, <laughs> let alone if you're <laughs> precluded from going back to the Porsons But sit on a park bench with two microphones. I've got extra one the rotating guest things <laughs> so maybe, you know. it very philosophical. Are you going to rotate any questions here? Right. Your Honour. The impo-
2: uh, let's do some important <laughs> questions Joff O'Farrell Hi Joff says three different matchday outfits for Frank de Boer has led to three state defeats <laughs> what matchday outfit will finally get the Dutchman our first win what will be the winning combination tracksuit he hasn't done tracksuit yet has he,
3: he hasn't done tracksuit Sammy Lee looks it's certainly the friendly against Schalke when the German Schalke manager was in his tight t-shirt and jeans yeah. Sammy Lee looked completely amused <laughs> Yeah, you know, Frank had an open next year. I mean, year Frank does look sacks. good. He looked good on. Yeah, it did look. The game didn't look
2: good. That's, that's the main chino's, thing, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's and chinos. look Follow up question from.
1: Uh, I, I think you'd have to ask the fans of FC 20 who'll see him next as a manager for a competitive football match. <laughs> <laughs> Follow up question from
2: from at chin chin dragon. <laughs> Hello, says, hi chin. Is Frank de Burr a sexier part? A sexier parts. Sexier parts.
1: I'm mm. uh, I, I, I I'm really disturbed by that question. Also, yeah, legally, I think I'm going to leave that one. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> um, Le- legally, I'm really we can, can work to 103 at
2: <laughs> this rate. Jerry Ford. Hi, Hi, Jerry. Hi, Jerry. Hi, Jerry Ford says, and this goes back to something you touched on in part one. He's quoted, "Give the job to Dougie." He pointed at people there. Sorry? You, you pointed. You, st- you sorry, Kevin. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Um, give the drop to Dougie. Bring back Big Sam. Resign sign Gale. This approach has never worked well in the past. Why do so many people get stuck on it?
3: I think that's a question certain people ask. There's somebody who was a really interesting tweet about, it seems to be a very sentimental approach to Palace at the moment, make punch captain, bring Doogie back. There always is an element of harking back to last season when we did really well, but last season, each last season we're talking about we stayed up. Well, again, but it's...
1: It's almost like humans are inherently, familiar, inherently nostalgic. It's yes. familiar, isn't it? <laughs> the, but, and, but
3: and, it kind of contradicts what we've been saying about the instant gratification, though, is that so many fans in a world of instant gratification the instant opinion are still looking back to a time when they were secure and safe and comfortable.
2: Or is it them being afraid of
3: change? Well, clearly we've seen that with the reaction to Frank De
2: Boer. They need to learn everything change. is transient,
1: as I said on pod one. I also, I also <laughs>
0: think it's that you actually remember happiness more than you remember pain, which, which funny enough, was bring me all the way back to the, the Malcolm Allison thing, that people would not remember <laughs> yeah. how disastrous it felt, and they remember him as the greatest thing ever. And, and I think we all know, like, Dwight Gale, was clearly not impressing any of our managers or they would have picked him for every single game and yes he's did great with Newcastle last year but he looks like he's been offloaded in this, the this year yeah, yeah. yeah in the yeah, championship yeah, yeah, yeah. so I'm not sure that anything is Glenn gained Murray, I don't so think anything's gained by going back but the, one, the one thing I will say in all of this is people move on and sometimes they come back sometimes people leave and they, they come back and say look I made a mistake in leaving and uh, and I don't think there's anything inherently wrong in bringing somebody back if they want to come back. If you make a massive habit of it, then you know. To that question, I'm not sure a ton of good comes from it. But now and then, now and then players can come yeah. back, managers can come back. It can work. Worked out players. okay. Wolf. Well,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Some
3: players, yeah. But it is interesting that a lot of Palace fans immediately go back to, "Well, we have to get Allardyce back." That's there's a is there's there's you can no see why can't
2: you? Yeah, well, it's a yeah, slightly yeah, limiting but, but, but factor of him well, going. I've just
1: been to Hawaii. I, I want to a down holiday. I don't want a job. Yeah.
3: But a lot of these were probably the same Palace fans who four weeks into his tenure ago. What are we doing with Eladice? Let's get rid of Eladice. It's like people. No, he's not out. coming back.
0: So they need He's to, not. coming need back. To grow no. Up. no, and well, also
3: I don't. I
2: wouldn't. You can't rule not. anything out with Palace. Like, the simple fact that he says he's not coming back. True, is neither here nor But either. I think Tony touched on it earlier as well. Like, we have to learn... The most recent manager was Allardyce, and we have to learn from the fact that it took him eight weeks to, to change it, to change the system or to get the players fit or do whatever he did. We have to apply that to our most recent manager, surely.
3: Yeah, I fully agree. But also, you have to perhaps ask the question that we have kept asking, is it, why is it taking new managers so long? You know, why is the infrastructure not there... Where it seems at Southampton, for example, at Watford, for example, with all their chopping and changing every year, that managers are walking into a system that's set in stone and seems to work so that they don't have the same upheaval. Whereas every time we get a new manager, it's complete upheaval. And we end up saying out loud, and I get in trouble for it, maybe this will be the manager that's <laughs> is here for three years and puts the infrastructure into place. Because it seems to me, quite clearly, that there is no...
2: Well, th- on that there point. is no
3: infrastructure. The palace man- new managers aren't coming in saying, "Great, we got something to build on." They're coming in and going, "Right, well, we will have to start again." Okay. Well, on that point, which we is have why had I don't think there's any logic in getting rid of De board so we can start again, unless Andy's right and it's like it, we've only been five weeks, so we might as well get rid of him now. We've had
2: again. a lot of questions He's on not. that subject, including from <laughs> from Son A. Hi, Son A. Hi, Son. Uh,
1: again, just sending one great, question. Really just
2: one question. Um, Neil Grace Hi, Neil. Hi, Neil. and Neil. Matt. Devoir? Hi Matt. Are
1: they sent in yeah. a joint question. No, but they sent similar questions.
2: No, Matt's got time no, Matt's very good. Matt sends good questions. Matt's yeah. is the longest, which yeah, I'm gonna paraphrase. Yeah. And he says, Has the time come for for the focus to be on Parish and the board? And then he done a bit longer about uh, what in particular okay fine I'll read it fifth season in the top flight and the last game we ended with four or five players that are only good enough for the championship which is what Kevin said earlier and have one Premier League quality striker at the club if half your team is championship quality pretty soon you'll find yourself in the championship you can't keep appointing managers then not backing them and Neil Grace has gone even further and said why does Parrish get a free ride for the majority He's of not getting fans.
0: a free ride. He is not getting a free ride. Not not right now he's not. I don't think he's ever gotten a free ride. I think he's coming again in the world of Twitter and so on. He's coming for abuse of the kind that nobody who, who decided to put in their, their own money to save a football club should ever have to come in for. All of them have. And the abuse he's getting right now. And, and I yeah, I did listen to the the one other Palace pod. I'm not saying that, I'm not actually saying that they're sticking up for him, but they're sticking up for him because of the abuse he's getting. He is not getting a free ride the knives are well, out for him the knives pod. are out for him and and look say they say where you're pod sorry
3: they are his pod basically No, but look
0: look so all he right he goes on well, there more than ours say say he does yeah, on ours as well you sometimes. you can have complaints about about how the club is right now but you should not be able to complain about the fact that we had we had people who put their hands into their pockets yeah. and saved this yeah, football yeah, club yeah. and have run it and we are in our fifth season in the premiership and no other club owners have ever delivered that for us so you know is he getting a free ride? Well, we should actually be saying at this point, hey, we're really glad to have this fifth year and yeah. we'd like to be able to support you and back you as as you hopefully make all the right decisions. I agree yeah. with
3: Tony. I mean, the, the, the fact is he's always going to be the focal point of any criticisms about you know, transfer policy, infrastructure. You know, it's, it's always hard to know how deeply he's involved in all those things. You assume at times he has been, but now you would like to hope that we're a big enough club to have people... Sporting directors, for example, to do those things for him. But yes, of course, he will always be the person that gets the the, the stick and and undeservedly. But again, you know, Jason Punch in that brilliant interview he did for us at the end of last season talked about these are the heady days for Palace fans. You know, we're about to go into our fifth season in the Premier League, and we've got Frank De Boer as manager. Would you ever imagine that be the case? Yeah. And he'd go, "No, he wouldn't, yeah. but we would imagine that if any club could naws it up." Yes, then it would, then that it would be, us. be us. That's yeah. basically yeah. what's happened. Yeah. And I think, the, I think the the, the the tweet that's I think struck most with me over the weekend, and the, there are many, many, was the one that said, "You only have to look at Sunderland. You can't." And it's it very eloquently put. I can't remember who it was, but he said, "You can't keep swirling around the plug hole. Eventually, you're going to go down." And it, again, for whatever the reasons are, and we can't put our finger on reasons. Are there are a myriad of factors? But again, it looks like we've got another season of swirling down the plug hole, and eventually. You you will go down until something changes. Now, whether that it, again I now, think Tony might not. No, it might not. But it's, and I, no, I don't think we will go down because I think. No, I
2: mean, we, we might all swell. Well, well we might, yeah, no, no I,
3: I generally don't think we will go down, but it's very interesting that Tony raised a point about Malcolm Allison, basically, because it it comes back to that sort of. We, that's exactly what happened for Palace for a long, long time, and eventually we did, and we we came back up, but the times were so different then. Yeah. You can't allow that to happen. The times have gone when, even 10, 12 years ago, clubs would say, you used to hear as well, maybe a, a season in the championship would do us, would do us good. Mm-hmm. But what club, yeah. o- what club owner in the Premier League now would say to fans, well, maybe a season in the championship would do us good? You wouldn't, no. you wouldn't no, dare. None of them. You wouldn't dream of saying it. We have a
2: question you know. from Declan McD18 who said ex- that exact point. What's that? Hi, do Declan. you see relegation as solely negative?
1: Yes.
0: Yeah, unfortunately, financially. Actually,
1: no, yes, oh, no, no uh, it'd be uh, quicker to get a pint
3: in the porsons. No, the porcelains is fine. But it's the
1: half a mm. oh. different
3: from from what I think. As she, yeah, I don't have any trouble
1: getting served in the porcelains. Oh, here we go. <laughs> it's all coming out. You, it's you have it's it all clear, given how unpopular you've yeah. become over the last week.
3: Well, I think it's probably so surprised to see you anywhere near the bar that it doesn't occur that you're actually there.
0: So hang on. <laughs> can yeah. you, can you, can't you imagine? Just uh, yeah. the exact wording on that question again because I... Shall so I read the whole long. thing? It's quite long, but I'll... No, I just know no, that. Open, the same open, same it? the opening. You just Do uses. you
2: see relegation as solely negative? And no. then he's gone on to list a few things that he thinks are positive.
0: Well, tradi- traditionally I would not see it as solely negative, but in the light of where Crystal Palace is as a football club and going into its and in its fifth season in the Premiership and having appointed what uh, you know looked like a high profile manager I think relegation would be a negative because it would just reflect incredibly badly on our decisions and who we are as a club, so no, not right now, right now I would see I would see relegation as a negative, but I do think there have been times where we 've said, yeah, we need to go down and you mentioned Sunderland, I think like Sunderland desperately needed to go down it was you know it was becoming painful it was it, it just needed to happen I think Newcastle needed to go down to be able to come back up, but it shouldn 't be happening to us this year, not not. Not where we were just like four weeks ago. It should not it's, be happening. It's not the negative
3: yeah. it used to be financially because I think it's, what is it, £50 million now, first year, the parachute payment. I think over three years you end up with £130 million quid from the Premier League parachute payment. So it's not the situation whereby there have been times in Palace's history where relegation would have probably seen the club go under. Mm-hmm. It's not a negative that way, but you only have to look at the amount of ex-Premier League clubs in the Championship who are... Desperate to get back, and you only have to look at how difficult it is to get to get yeah. back. To that. And the fact is, for all that we've had more defeats than victories, and for all that in the past we've moaned about the fancy down Premier League, it's where you want to be. Simple as that. Yeah. And I would be, I'd be more than disappointed about going down. I'd be angry, but I don't think relegation is a subject matter we should be talking about at the moment. Can I? I've got
2: another question here from Patrick Stevens. Hi, Patrick. And it's interesting. It's on that subject. He said it's quite long again. Everyone's sending long questions this week. 10 to 12 teams a year, every year, are doing more, no more than trying to stay up and maybe sneak a cup. The top eight are there due to billionaire investments. Fans seem to buy into the myth of going to the next level, while most of those at the next level seem pissed off too. So, is the Premier League the equivalent of an addiction that can't be sated, leading to constant unhappiness and ultimately self-destruction? Wow, that got dark towards the end. No, a good, it's, a very, it's actually a very good question.
0: I don't know about the self-destruction, but if he ended it on, uh, what was the word, the thing right constant before? Constant sem-
2: unhappiness. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. 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 I find, you, know, <laughs> you
0: find like, like Chelsea fans could be unhappy, and you know, Man City fans can be unhappy because they finished second. Yeah, I think there is constant unhappiness. Well, Leicester
3: Lest- yeah. have also ruined it for the rest of us because the one team, you, know, you the one story out of 100 years yeah. where one of the top six doesn't win it has happened. Mm. So most of us, 14, 15 teams in the Premier League are in a the league they can't win. Basically, you start every year on the premise that we can't win this league. So what's a win? What's a victory? You know, Staying up. That's it. I mean, you, know, you you look back to Charlton when their fans agitated for, yeah, you know, we have to go take the next step, the mythical next step. The fact is, I mean, there's a whole podcast to be had. The, the, yeah. the Premier League has a baleful influence on the rest of football. And it shouldn't be. And you know, back in the time when Tony and I first started playing football, you wanted to be in the first division, but they really didn't make that much difference to your life. No, it didn't. In terms of not even your football life, it's like you only saw football highlights on the Saturday evening. Yeah, and and even if you're in the first division, the chances are you wouldn't see you. You wouldn't be on anyway. So the fact you're in the second or third division didn't that make that much difference? As far we always had the biggest crowds in the second and third division. We had the biggest away fans. We were big dogs. It was quite fun going to places like Coventry and Shrewsbury and being the. So, but I mean that won't happen again. But you you. The sad fact is the Premier League has completely changed football. There's no doubt about it. And also, is listen, it, I find myself a sad fact though oh, no. it's now better than it's ever been. No, I, I, again, that's why I say it's a, it's a question for a different point. It has changed football from uh, for our generation. And again, it's interesting because we've talked about nostalgia of, from our generation. It's I, I get frustrated when Sky saw the Premier League as the history of football started in 1992, 93. As far as they're concerned, that annoys me. But yes, of course, football is much better. Football is safer. Football the pitches are better. You know, players are safer. Mm-hmm. Of course, football's got better. But the the emphasis on the Premier League is damaging to the rest. Of, you know, if you're a Hartlepool fan, if you're a Rochdale fan, I can imagine you hating the Premier League because the amount of money that gets sucked out of football away yeah. from those divisions, from those levels, is is wrong. But the, what I'm even more sad about the fact is, having said all that, I don't want to be out of the Premier League. Yeah. I really, really want to be in it. I don't take any pleasure in losing at home to Huddersfield. I don't lose at home to Swansea, but at the, at the same time, I don't want to panic into sacking a really good coach to make it, not yet. Give
2: them another um, two weeks. Let's be short term about it. Speaking of anger and stuff like that, we've got a couple of questions on booing. Yeah. yeah. Tom Ellison Hi, and Tom. David, Hi, Tom. smiley face TM. Hi, Hi David. David. Hey, Tom and David. Hello. Um Thomas said, "Are our fans as mindless as every other club? Booing on Saturday at 0 nil which was half. No, it wasn't yeah. 0-0 It was, there was a a moment. One, it there was, was one no, 0 there? there was
3: a moment after about half an hour when there was a misplaced pass, okay. and then when uh, there was one one of our few forward moves ended up with them keeping the ball but going backwards, and people started booing. Okay. I have to say, I thought
2: I thought the fans at the end were remarkably restrained. Yeah." To be perfectly honest, can I just chuck in well, David's question? Of course, yeah, of course. He Sorry, says, David. "Would you boo your five-year-old child for coming last in the race on school sports day?" Yeah, but yes. it's not. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I knew you'd say that. Sorry, for
0: no, anything. but but my five-year-old child uh, was never paid fifty grand a week. <laughs> you know, <laughs> was never paid more in a week than uh, is, than you know than most people yes. ever expect to earn in a year. And, and so this will be. Yeah. Um I think I I actually think yeah this booing I'm really glad this got raised because I I think booing is completely out of the place. I think it's completely uncalled for. It's yeah. not who we are as Palace fans. Yeah. It's not who we ever were. Um, fortunately, I missed the uh, the home defeat to Sunderland last year, which I think was as low as it got. Uh, yeah. Probably at Palace ever. I don't think we're at that point right now, from what I understand, because I believe people were even fighting amongst you know Palace fans were fighting amongst themselves at that on that day. From what I heard, I mean, I, don't know. Just, I can just, imagine you know, it, but I don't know. it just you know it, it. But but we have to get behind the club. I mean, it's one thing to come away from the game and you know go down a pub and unfortunately go on BBSS and, and Twitters and 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 you know launch invectives of abuse at, at club owners and players but, but not not when you're at the game not when you're at the game we're meant to be with the, the greatest fans and yeah you know, I heard Swansea singing unfortunately I can't repeat it on this family friendly pod but I heard what they were singing I actually agreed with them It was you know, your support is FS
2: is not great is your, is, is your so support really is not great yeah the yeah the, the and, and,
0: and, and actually on the day they were quite right because unless you were standing I mean, with was, the home th- fanatics it was only a f- f-
2: it wasn't everyone was it it was only no, no, it was, was just, pockets of it wasn't it, yeah, yeah, it there wasn't, is there, are, there, do there, it. there is an issue yeah, there no, are two I things. i would
3: you. i would never boo during the game but there is an issue here tony you know there's so many fans talk about well where's the passion where's the atmosphere where's the commitment the players will probably say well we respond to the passion the atmosphere the commitment we get from you and that's that's as it was this time last season that's completely lacking at the moment it's, mm-hmm. there's a an apathy stroke aggression at the moment which is clearly even from the first home game, was communicating to the players. There was an expectation that it wasn't going to go well. And that there was no, and maybe with hindsight, it would have been better if we played Man United and Chelsea at home in the first couple of games. You don't know. The other side to that, the booing, is that what was really interesting. Gary Neville, the last fifteen minutes of the Liverpool Arsenal game, saying, "If I was a, an Arsenal player, I wouldn't go near the Arsenal fans," and quite rightly so. He said, "If I was in, if I was in the Arsenal away end, I'd be getting, trying to get on the pitch." Said because how you said that those players you have to communicate to players sometimes when they haven't given the rule for a football club, they haven't done, you know. And the fact is, we're used to seeing players that aren't as good as other Premier League clubs, that's how we operate. But we're not used to seeing players who don't give everything, don't give 100% commitment. And I think if you see a player clearly not doing that, then you are entitled to react. You know, if, it's, it's simple old economics if you if you spent 600 quid in the season ticket or whatever it is, or you spent 40 quid in the ticket that day and 20 quid to get there and 20 quid in the pub and you see players that don't look like they care, then at the well, end of the game, I think you're perfectly
2: well, entitled to them Are there other ways to do it, like walking out? I, 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 I think like I, when you no.
0: you hear frustration is different from booing. because yes, I think like, booing I could, is good. a calculated yeah. way, of, and I think it's kind of cheap, but the frustration that you hear when you, you know somebody passes the ball back yet again to Hennessy or somebody hoofs the ball way over the bar um, you know, t- uh, uh, sorry, Tonkin's. You know, I mean, yeah, that was just. gets that, injured. I, gets that, injured I booing, mean, that was yeah. that just summed up Palace at the so moment, Palace, didn't it? it? I mean, yeah. that was just that was our season in in <laughs> in, in, in a second, in a split second. <laughs> yeah. But I think voicing frustration is very different than booing because I just think booing is is like kind of cheap but, and childish, uh, and, yeah. and it's calculated as well. I, it, I well, do. Look, I, calculated things,
3: I think an interesting point is one of the guys that sits near us, season ticket holder. He just said to him, it sounded like. It's like almost people had said, right? The first time there's a move that breaks down, they pass it back. We'll start booing, mm-hmm. and it's like, and that's exactly what happened. there like been isolated instance with things. It yeah, hasn't they
1: got got always right been like that, like haven't there Always just been people who like to have a whinge about yeah, stuff. Yeah, of course, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But do yeah, they, but not, do but they that,
0: normally feel empowered to boo the, the team? Wouldn't they normally? have I can't next remember. To them I, going, can, I can yeah.
1: remember idiots at Palace as long as I, I can live. And I can remember great fans. But you'd them. normally Don't look <laughs> to me like that, and I can remember great fans <laughs> at Palace.
3: normally get what you're not getting. at The moment is people saying to normal I mean, I'm of course we all do. I remember. Many times go by, people start booing, and then somebody else will say, "Shut up! Yeah. What are you booing for?" And that's not nobody's sort of standing up. It's, it's kind of like because everyone's on edge of it. There's people, that, yeah, the that's, there is, there and there's, there's a real edgeiness in the in the stadium at the moment as well. Um,
2: can I offer you the final question? Oh, that's not the final question. I life. Final question. This. That's part. not 103 questions. No, because yeah. Well, because we've been discussing so much, it's been great. Yeah. But I have put some in the final in part three. But the final question for this part is from Mark Skeens. Hi, Mark. Hi there, Mark. And I did prep you guys with this earlier, which I never do. And he says, if Palace were an indie band from the last 30 years, who would they be? And I go to Tony first, who's very apt, his ass is while Tony's on this week. And he says, This is just not
1: fair. You've gone to someone who's a music writer. <laughs> yeah, I don't <laughs> mind. If you make last, Wait, so I don't uh, mind.
2: Mark's suggestion, he said, I'll go libertines due to the self destructiveness. Okay. Well, I, I, uh, yeah, thank you, for, thank you for giving me a heads up on this. So
0: I, I, I actually I went for what's going to sound like a really easy choice, not just not least because I'm uh, uh, shamelessly plugging myself. I, got, I wrote a book about them. But I, I'm going for the Smiths, and for the following reasons: Never a dull moment. They make us happy, but also remind us of everything wrong in the world. Generally majestic, don't play by the rules, are completely unpredictable and ultimately implode.
2: <laughs> yeah, perfect. Yeah, that's good.
3: Kevin. Do the ordinary boys count as an indie indie band? Hmm. Yeah. If you want them to, yeah. I guess.
2: Just
3: the ordinary boys. Just <laughs> yearn for that, just ordinary <laughs> That's what you want them to be. Or, or there's a band they just sneaked in thirty years, a band we used to follow called Reluctant Stereotypes. <laughs> uh and Paul King was their lead singer, the sort of scar, new romantic type band, great. And they used to change their manager about once every four weeks. The band, in didn't. a desperate attempt to get some sort of chart success. <laughs> okay. And it never happened. They would announce well, every. you'd go down the, the ground, Fulham Palace Road and they'd, uh, halfway through song, they go oh we got a new manager and you go oh well. I was trying to think
0: <laughs> yeah. of a band that went through managers yeah. like that and I couldn't so that was, that yeah. was my initial thought. Two good okay. suggestions. Yeah. Andy?
1: Um, I'll go with I Blur. I thought you'd go for the jam. Blur. I'll Blur. go with Blur. Because it's all been a... Uh, derided by someone being a bit middle class. They've got some hidden charm I think and always come out uh, I second think best did. to outfits from Manchester. The question wasn't, <laughs> the question wasn't <laughs> That's <here>. very
3: good. <laughs> You're describing your family. And yourself,
0: <laughs> and yourself, JD. Oh, I
1: didn't. I forgot to prep it. You, you
0: do this every time. Well, every well, time You, don't you get set off. a question, You've got to come
2: up with a band off the cuff. I, I can't. No. There was too much stuff with the he pods. He couldn't come up with on. a
3: band off the cuff if there's a band called Off the Cuff. <laughs> <laughs> right. There's he actually a place called
1: Off the Cuff yeah. that shows bands in there.
0: He
3: would struggle with them. the lead singer was Neil Off the Cuff, and he would he would... But
0: right. I would hesitate to call Blur an indie band. I mean they were for one single,
3: but yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> well uh,
1: that's, that's just film. pissed on my bonfire, isn't it? <laughs> well,
2: by his standards that were. Uh good good <laughs> answers, lads. Thank you very much. Um in part three we're gonna look forward to uh, Deadline Day mm-hmm. and Burnley and <laughs> the international break. Look forward uh, to
3: I'm looking forward to the international break. The other two. I'm not oh,
2: looking forward to it at all. See you in a bit. Welcome back to the Five Year Plan podcast. Yeah. Hello. Hey. hey.
3: hey. Yeah, I will. Yeah, We've done K, it. <laughs> yeah, We're two, still 222.
2: Two, two, uh, 222 is the number of the pod, sponsored by Vector Printing. For all your print embroidery needs, go to vector.co.uk. as Vector with up. K. K. And JCIS, the global research and brand consultancy from South London. Mm. Visit JCIS.com. Yeah, I will. Mm.
3: Yeah, it was yeah. your turn, wasn't it? Was it I didn't, yeah, know. I didn't it know we did it in turn. I didn't know it hierarchical uh, like it's hierarchical. Like. No, it's not, but it felt. Oh, whatever. I would say that 222, of two, two course, is a third the number of the beast, but the number of the beast is actually 665.
2: But there you are. <laughs> what? I'm not even going to go into it, Tony. We just don't. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, we've had. So, Jeez, in the next. Somebody needs to Google things. It's like, what happens,
3: What happens to osmosis and learning things by osmosis? Uh, I don't know. It's a chemical f- I don't mind.
2: <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> um, Off the cuffest. <laughs> Please stop talking. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and it's a 222 yeah. podcast. So. Sounds like our honeymoon. So, uh, our honeymoon, the, next <laughs> <league>. <laughs> the next game... The next game... Yeah, massively out of JD's league. The next game is Burnley. Yeah. Worry. Before Why? that, we've got the international break. And before that, we've got deadline day. Um, we have touched on transfers a bit. And obviously, this pod will be out of date in two days. But there will be people listening to it probably on deadline day I'd imagine and we've had a few questions one of them is from Ben Allen Hi, ben. Hi, ben. and I imagine he's on holiday or very rich I don't know but he says do I leave the pool area to get Wi-Fi and follow deadline day
3: it could be in a pub playing pool could
2: well, be you yeah. can get a good data plan you wouldn't have to worry about it nice true Yeah.
3: yeah. very true <laughs> sounds like John Karen that's <laughs> 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 JCIS he'll be going yeah, yeah. <laughs> finally we got a guest who understands <laughs> yeah Somebody um, actually will. Wow. <laughs> okay. Uh,
2: if, <laughs> okay. Um, in a similar vein, Mark Skeen, question, two questions what? from Mark this week, he said, can Andy say, Hennessy is world class and I'd hate to lose him in case anyone from Newcastle was listening?
1: <laughs> I mean, I just don't think it's all that like that someone from Newcastle is listening.
2: Have we got fans of other clubs listening?
3: Well, he was linked with Swansea and Newcastle over the weekend, wasn't he? Is that in Welsh?
1: Uh, I, I, I very much think Newcastle should sign Wayne Hennessy. Wow, good. Um, okay, that was almost the
3: final straw for me, Wayne. Uh, I mean, I know it's Kelly's error, but Hennessy's reaction was
2: so. It was yeah, we didn't we touch weak. on that. It was, it it was, was, it was weak. Weak. so standing still, wasn't it? And didn't I only saw it standing still, watching. It yeah. took me a few replays to see, but Scott Dan trying to play the offside trap as yes. he went oh, as oh, well, know. Know. <laughs> was well. It was like a catalogue of errors yeah. from Palace players. It's kind well, of one of those, de-
1: like those videos that you imagine they show as a demonstration in like UEFA B courses yeah, yes. on how not to defend the <laughs> yes. set piece, and you have to like spot the errors of what they're doing wrong. And yet, bizarrely,
3: people like Scott Dan, so he doesn't get any criticism. Um,
2: yeah. Well, not, he no, was warranted don't. then, definitely. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, Transfers. We did touch on them earlier. Past the pocket. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> Has said would you sell Andros Townsend for twenty seven million? We talked about him earlier, but we didn't quote the price. Twenty-seven million is what's been suggested.
3: If it was to finance better players, yes, but I would be very disappointed. If we lose him to Stoke or West Brom or Leicester, I think that would be the opposite of a statement of intent. I mean Townsend's second part of last season, we all praised his attitude and his ability. But he's he is a Premier League quality footballer.
0: He was everybody's player of the match on uh, yeah. on on Saturday. Yeah. He always Although, works hard, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. Well, and he was. I mean, he definitely. I saw a couple of the newspapers. I think he was with 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 uh, the FYP. You know, with um, I think you said he was on your 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 reporting. But I also want to just say, you know, watching that replay of uh, him putting the ball just wide. And, you know, the keeper was kind of outstretched. And I watched that a couple of times and thought it could have gone in. And I guess maybe it was Liverpool-Arsenal I was watching. It was one of the other games where you see the difference between mm. a player who puts it six inches outside the yeah. post and somebody who puts it six yeah, inches yeah. inside. And, you know, he was energetic. He was our best player. But those shots need to be on target. And, you know, they, they, they need to be. And if we could get somebody who could actually make sure it was always six inches inside the post, there'd be more chance of us getting a goal. Yeah. But if,
3: if that's... If that's why we're selling him, if we've got a clear target yeah. identified, yeah. and we need to raise twenty-seven million pound
2: to yeah, get if that money went but, towards Sacco.
1: <laughs> well, I guess I that would be. Sure. I, I don't think those two. I don't would think be mutually exclusive. Okay. To be honest, okay. yeah. Sorry, I was, I've got that rubber right. Yeah, no, in, yeah, no. I, I, I think those two could be mutually, mutually exclusive. exclusive. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. I, th- I think it's more than possible that we could keep, could keep Townsend and also acquire yeah. oh, oh. Sacco. But I think it would then just limit we what could you can do lose, elsewhere.
3: We could also lose Townsend and, and oh, not get Sacco. Yeah, okay. yeah. Because the trouble is, we don't. It That'd be look quite
1: look fun to observe on Twitter, wouldn't it? <laughs> well, it doesn't I look, a look forward to that. The meltdown would be brilliant. It
3: doesn't look like a cohesive plan. And again, it comes back to communication. Because a lot of other clubs would say, "Look, I'm really sorry about this, but our finances are such that we want to bring player A in, but we have to sell player B." And you'd go, oh, "Well, that's disappointing, but thanks for telling us." Yeah. But we we generally don't know. We don't know if Andrus Townsend is unsettled and wants to leave and thinks his England career would be better suited by going to Leicester or West Brom or Stoke. We don't know if he's being got off the wage bill. We don't know. What's that? It would be a shame when it comes back to where we started from in this pod about having championship players. It would be a shame if we sold, we offloaded one of our non-championship players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That if he was to go and people like Lee, weren't, that would be an
2: indication. Imagine there'd be more suitors for Townsend than Lee, though. Well,
3: again, that's the problem. But why do we buy players? Because again, yeah, we always had a clear stated transfer policy when the club were taken over that was the big argument with Pulis that Steve Parish wanted to bring players in the 24-26 that had sell-on value in two, three years' time hmm. and we haven't brought players in that have got any sort of sell-on value it looks to me
2: or gyro, gyro. <laughs> maybe back to Ajax or maybe back to yeah. a Dutch team but yeah, it does seem to be Frank's policy to get younger that similar sort of thing right. get younger players yeah. in
1: I uh, think with the exception of much Saka and Lee you would sell every player in the squad at a profit in comparison to what we bought them for, Kabay? Mm, yes, I think you'd still probably mm-hmm. even now with the amount of t- time left in the contract, given the way the market's gone, you're still getting twelve million quid for the Kabai, I reckon. But
3: it comes back to what we said a minute: ago. we don't want to sell those players. Well, we no, we don't. It. We don't. But I, I, we don't want to sell much. Lean. You know.
0: I'd like to keep Townsend and get somebody else up front Same who way, can yeah, the, who can always yeah, put yeah, the ball that yeah. six inches inside. The I post. wouldn't be. Yeah. So
3: I wouldn't be that upset with Gail, because I do think Gail. Much as I accept the argument that Tony said that the successor managers didn't fancy him we saw against Liverpool that is, is he's is an option that we haven't got. It would be nice we to well have options. He's an option to play... would be. We have none. We have no options. He's no an option... <laughs> <is> an option <laughs> we literally to, have zero options. He's an option to play alongside Benteke. I mean, how many times did we say, oh, i would be great if we saw Gale play with Murray? He's an option to play alongside Benteke. He's yeah. an option instead of Benteke. Yeah. Uh, as you said, he's an option. And at the moment our options are Kai Kai Ladipo and Lekilo yeah uh, and then and Wickham when he's back fit which doesn't look like being anytime soon January's been meted yeah it? yeah and so again, let's you can so imagine
2: that he'd be the, the you imagine it's going to be next season before Wickham's anywhere near he the seems to he be a while well away. away um yeah. let's let's what do we say to Ben then is it worth him tuning into deadline day for Palace this week? Oh yeah, well, this is a curveball. I mean, Depends exactly what it. the pool
1: area is like. That's true. <laughs> yeah, I still
2: think he should do it by the pool. That'd yeah, be the best of both. Are, but are you guys oh, feeling? Are you feeling confident, Tony? Because we what? need about about Good getting turn? enough players. No.
0: That- no, 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 no. Funny enough, I'm almost feeling more confident about being able to turn the season around than the, the, the deadline. I, I'm just surprised because it it seems it seems to me that there there would be rumors. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. there, there just would be, there would be rumours if we were this close and we know, we know the positions we need to fill. So I, unfortunately I'm not, but I don't try and, to, you know, second guess what's going on um, within the club. You know, we're no, none of us are inside the, you know, inside those rooms. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not, I'm not going to second guess it. I'm just going to try and just try and remain hope, hopeful. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe by was it the end of Thursday? Is that the right? Thursday end, night, end Thursday, yeah, 11, 4, yeah, eleven p.m. I 48
3: believe. Forty-eight hours from now, will although be as long as the business is in, as long as you press the fax machine, yeah. you've got <laughs> another
2: do four they still, hours. Do they, still they still use fax. You still use fax machines true? for
3: reasons? Yeah, for reasons that they've, they've. Why? I don't know. I don't understand. Could why you get a date on? You get a time signatures? on an email? You just? You, I don't know why signatures. Yeah, maybe you something. can sign emails. Yeah, Quite yeah. surely, you can sign PDFs now. But yeah, PDFs. I'll be watching with interest. I mean, because remember, Sacco was a bit of a curveball last year. It was only really a rumour yeah. the day before and on the day. Well, last really, uh, but not even in January, because we, yeah, so we were playing. Sorry, like in January, sorry, We were playing hard. game We were playing oh, at Bournemouth.
2: Bournemouth, yeah. Yeah, so there, so there wasn't expected, much attention on it. because We expected we were,
3: Townsend to go. I, I'm more worried about players going out, to be perfectly honest. But, yeah, and i still come back to that fact that we have got Loftus Cheek, Fossey Mintzer. Yeah. Under any certain, if, if they were brought in on deadline day, you'd be going, "That's two good bits of business." And they have been good. You so know, we have they've both done good. that. But you would we again. The interesting thing is, of course, that we keep saying we have to strengthen the squad, but the fans aren't interested in squad players. All the fans are interested in is big headline marquee names. That's, it, in, that's a very interesting point. You know, that if, I can't believe really it's, it's taken us an hour and a half if, to get to. If, yeah. Well, it's, yeah. If boer and Paris we've 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 bought these five players in: once from Gillingham, once from. It's a good day once, but they're all good squad players. We go, Oh, really? Is that but yeah. if you go, We've bought one player for 30 million quid, everyone yeah. goes, Oh, we're a big team, right? That's very true. Look at us yeah. being a big, big team, and you'd be happier with, with four or five squad players. No, ironically, I'd probably go, Where's that? <laughs> 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 it depends who they are, but again, yeah, you know, fans will never be happy if, if we were to look to say, I don't know if KPR you know, Fulham have got young players, KPR have got young players. It, If in the old days you would take those players on without even thinking about it because there was no risk. But now there's a risk attached to every single player you, you take in. And Especially it's, for the money that, that people the, pay for. It's not just the money, it's the wages as well, because yeah. everyone's demanding huge wages. So it's like well,
2: we will be obviously um, tweeting and covering Deadline Day on Thursday, so follow the FYP Do on we? Twitter. Yeah, FYP will be. Will be. Oh, definitely. No. Oh, oh okay. yeah, so definitely JD follow us on Twitter. What's well, happening
3: to London? Who's doing London today? Then? No, I'll be doing that. It'll be someone else in FYP. I'll oh. be
2: doing <laughs> football, yeah. Um, Don't re- look at me. They can't afford me. <laughs> Let's be waste of money. Let's move on <laughs> to Burnley away. Well, actually, briefly before that international break, Frank said after the game at the weekend. Why don't
3: we do Burnley away at the next pod? Which we'll, no, certainly we'll do. The after next the pod won't window. be till
2: after Burnley, surely? Really? What if we buy five really good players?
3: We have to have a pod about them. Oh,
2: uh, maybe one about Frank the ball leaving as well. Maybe
1: we do there's
3: it. There's no point previewing Burnley when half the team. Haven't even been bought yet. In that case,
1: and the manager's going to be different. Yeah. Let's
2: not preview Burnley then, but let's preview the break. Because oh, you, we'll,
3: we'll, we'll, this is my two word preview for Burnley at the We Burnley haven't game. got there yet. Freeman out. <laughs> there's my two word okay well now.
2: let's end on this then because Frank said on Saturday that the international break is perfect timing he's very happy with the, with the international break coming up You
3: can go to Holland for two weeks as <laughs> why do you agree with him
2: Tony
0: <laughs> been, yeah it's a great time to have a break when you put your first win on the on the, on the board yeah. <laughs> if we'd uh, won on Saturday I would say that's absolutely great we get a nice level of confidence can keep working get, get some relief from the fans and or, I actually I, I kind of go the other way I think it's two weeks of everybody being like really really tense and the deadline day doesn't help and and uh, no, I don't think it helps him. I don't think it helps us. It, it may it may allow him to think he can he can really get it together. Maybe somebody will get over their injury. But uh, I I think we yeah the international break is a lot better when you've actually won a game
3: and you mm-hmm. go into the break confident. I, also, I don't know how many of our players are going to be missing. How many's he been able to work with.
2: I don't think it'd be many, actually, will it? No. Kabay's not been called up. Uh, who else have we got as an international? Fossey-Mentz has not called up for. Benteka has. Yeah, Fosu-Mensah's been called, called up. up he? Yeah, Lovro has gone twenty ones, although he's injured so... I think it probably does. Luca,
3: yeah. I think if we if we'd won on Saturday, people would be going, "Oh, typical. momentum's stopped now. Is an international break. You get
2: momentum after one win. Yeah.
3: Yeah. No, fair point. Probably that'll be it. But I I think. I imagine he would be quite pleased. I think he's probably pleased that we've got an away game next as well. Yeah. And hopefully he'll be looking to maybe Zaha will be back. Certainly Loftus-Cheek he'd hope isn't injured. Mm. May have two or three players and it might be close to the sort of team that he wants. And I think, I think if the next game was at Sellers Park this Saturday mm. I think things would be pretty hairy and unpleasant. So I think I'm quite pleased there's a break.
2: Andy?
1: Well I'm always pleased there's a break. Yeah. okay good <laughs> thanks mate that's um, okay well, what, do you, what else do you want me to say Would
2: you agree with what these guys are saying
1: well I'm amazed you, you said was I, I was listening I was listening um, I don't think it's really all that relevant, frankly. I'm amazed. We're going to have a thought. new manager by then. I would have thought, <laughs> really? and uh, oh, there's going to be about four, f- f- think, four, four somebody, new players in. So somebody
0: has should make a bet with Andy. He seems to have some inside track. I've got um, absolutely no inside
3: he's track. He's very good at implying that he has an inside yeah. track. It's a legal trick. I just you know. explicitly said you know, I have no inside. Jury, track. No, but you imply you do. Juries fall for it all the time. Yeah. So <laughs> um, that'd be amazing if we, you know, if we were to be, if we were to sack De Boer. Thursday morning, and then bring four new players in. You would have to go. Something's going here. Definitely, something's going wrong here, isn't it? Yeah,
2: yeah. I, it, the timing. You can't imagine. You have if, to give them the window. Surely. You
3: can't imagine the reason that players aren't coming in is Frank de Boer. No, there aren't. Which players are going to go and say I, I don't I, want to work I, with Frank de Boer?
2: I would
0: ask are you: Are you so confident you would put? And I'm not. I'm not offering to match you, but would you put a hefty bet down?
1: On, on uh, bear in mind, I, I, I have quite often lose bets. Like on a periodic basis. Yeah. Well, have so you, got, have I, you I, gone I, into the bookies? I, yet? I have. What well, on this specific issue? Yeah. So yes, you. in the same way that I bet yeah. on uh, uh, Sean Dyche to be our next manager. Yeah. Okay. So uh, it's, got, it's a cause pretty cause solid track record. Only because oh. you look like him. I, I object to that. Tell <laughs> tell can you, can i an t- upside down Sean Dyche, perhaps. But <laughs> can
3: I just, watch, when you come kind of to talking about money with him, you're a, you're an author, I'm a comedian, he's a lawyer. Yeah. We can't compete. No, I know, that's why don't, I said I wasn't gonna match him. Don't match him. Don't even begin <laughs> I to, wanted start. to know I wanted to know. Don't if, start yeah. doing that. We'll lose that competition.
1: No, but well, I, I I'm very I'm yeah, I'm But I'm you not, have been I'm, to the bookies. I I've got uh, a with ten the, tenor on him right, to be right next we'll, next manager to be dismissed.
0: With the same level of confidence that you thought we would get. To well, so yeah. this is what all yeah. this is about?
3: Yeah. yeah. This is is. this is about you winning sixteen quid. (laughs) (laughs) This whole thing is about you sending the message out. The reason we're doing badly is because you've been negative. That key in the
1: home style that's now available at (laughs) five pounds a pot will not pay for itself, Kevin. Right? Okay. Seeing as we're not going to preview Burnley, we
2: will we'll do a pod next week then. Yeah. After the deadline day, absolutely. Okay. Um, In that case, that's it. Thanks for listening, Tony. Thanks for returning. You see, oh, pleasure. We can adapt
3: as we go. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> change <laughs> tactics in the change, middle of a change part. formation, exactly. <laughs> or
2: manager. Bring different players <laughs> in. Uh, Kevin and Andy, thanks for being on, and listeners, thanks for listening. We will, it turns out, be we with will. you after deadline day to react to whatever happens. Will we have new players? Will we have a new manager? Who knows? This is Palace, and this is what happens. Um, but that's it for this week. Thanks for listening, and goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.
4: Podcast Network.